Hello and welcome to Stuck for Ideas, a podcast by Alice Wordsworth and Erin Blackmore. The impetus for this podcast came out of quarantine. With the theatre industry in crisis, our self-sufficiency, creativity and imaginative drive were put to the test. And we have found ourselves looking more than ever to others for inspiration. This podcast is about where we and guests go when we're stuck for ideas. Leave what happened to me last night. Oh my God, tell me what. I was on public transport and I put my book down to go to the loo and I returned and the book was gone. And I think it's because people have been listening to our podcast because the book was Girl, Woman, Other and every guest we have had on has raved about this book. So I finally got my hands on a copy and was not even halfway and I returned to my seat and the book has vanished. Oh my God, I can't believe someone nicked it. That's Who so cheeky. Books? Pretty but yeah, they must have been listening to our podcast. It's the only explanation. <laughs> so I still need to read Girl, Woman, Other. That's my news of the week. It is great. How are you? What's your inspiration going to be, McNerrin? So my inspiration is the wonderful Dolly Alderton, who I know we're both somewhat obsessed with. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. I just had to build up the dramatic tension there, obviously. But so Dolly Alderton wrote Everything I Know About Love, and she's soon to be the author of her second novel, Ghost, which is releasing in October, which I'm so excited for. But until then, this is the fix of her that you need in your life. She has started a monthly newsletter, basically, called The Monthly Meander. Um, We'll put a link so that you can make sure you sign up for that. Um, But what the issues contain is so far we've had summer and seaside as her themes. And they're kind of at once a personal insight into Dolly's life, as well as witty relatable reflections on everything from kind of covid to the british holiday experience and feeding us with very wistful dreams of summer escapades with best friends um but it it sort of ties in to everything we want this podcast to be because she follows her article with book recommendations songs food and other things to look out for um by the way if i mentioned that i've hugged her in real life (laughs) You're ridiculous. (laughs) Um, And if this isn't enough to satiate our obsession with her, she's also doing column in this style, um, which, and there was this entry that she did a couple of weeks ago when she was asked advice from a woman whose husband was getting jealous and possessive over her female friendships. And one particular section that I enjoyed was, she said, I think some men find women's relationships perplexing at best and threatening at worst and I suppose I understand why it must be hard for them to get their heads around if you put three women in a house they all inevitably sync up their fertility cycles and if you put three men in a house all they would be able to sync up is their xbox controllers (laughs) I just think she's got such a brilliant way of expressing things and kind of is it at once feels fresh and new whilst making you think god I've never heard it articulated like that before and that's so true and it pops into your inbox every month yeah so just sign up for her newsletter and then you'll get one every month delightful I wanted to talk about the eat out to help out scheme which launched this week which I'm sure lots of our listeners are taking full advantage of already I know I certainly am but I wanted to list three restaurants that, well, one I've, I, uh, is my absolute favourite of all time, but two that I've had on my list for a really long time, which are now on the scheme and I am hoping to go to. And it's brilliant because you just log on or you just go onto the government's website and you pop in your postcode and it tells you your local restaurants and the restaurants or cafes around you that are doing the scheme. So I think it's a really brilliant opportunity if, like me, you've had some locals on your list for a long time that you've not um, managed to go to yet. It's a great time to do some exploring of your area. And on my list is the Portuguese restaurant at the end of our road. We've actually got three at the end of our road and A Toca always has the most delicious smells uh, radiating from it. So we're gonna go there and then head down to maybe one of the other ones for pudding afterwards. Do I do custard tarts? 
Oh, well, that's that's the one next door where I have been going regularly throughout lockdown. They're not called that, though. They've got a name. Uh, Pastiche Donata. That's them. Oh, it's only 9am, but I could definitely eat one. Always. And the other restaurant I wanted to recommend is an Indian uh, just on the outskirts of Brixton called Boomer which I have been a fan of for a long time. Erin's laughing down FaceTime hearing <laughs> me describe this. Um, and they are, their chefs know a thing or two about Indian cooking. They've, lots of them have worked in lots of the quite established Indian restaurants across London. And uh, they're famed, I think, for their North Indian dishes and their dals are just the most delicious things. And they have a really brilliant craft beer selection as well so and they're already so reasonably priced that you cannot miss this opportunity to head to boomer and the final one i've had on my list for yonks is kiln in soho which is a thai restaurant um and a sister company to a sister restaurant to the smoking ghost in shoreditch um smoking ghost did i say that you did yeah I'm thinking about the Dolly Alderton book and and food now. You see what's oh, going we're, on? We're so in sync. <laughs> the Smoking Goat. Um, and I think it's known, Kiln, I think they've got some quite fiery things on the menu, but I've heard really brilliant things. So I just wanted to encourage our listeners to not miss this opportunity to go and try some things, some new restaurants and some new, perhaps new areas of London, because with the government paying 50%, we might as well take full advantage. So good. And is it only Monday to Wednesday? Only Monday to Wednesday, but all day Monday to Wednesday. So you can really fill your boots. Yeah, I'm always looking for food recommendations. Shall we introduce our next guest? We have got the lovely Sunita joining me this week. Sunita is a yoga instructor and ambassador of Lululemon. Welcome, Sunita. excited to introduce Sunita Devi to our podcast. Sunita is a yoga instructor and Lululemon ambassador and just all-round well-being guru. It is such a treat to have you Sunita. Oh, thank you Alice. I'm absolutely over the moon to be here. I'm very excited to chat to you today. <laughs> We're really looking forward to having someone from a totally new creative industry on the podcast. But before um, we go into any of the uh, questions I wanted to ask you today, we start every podcast with a quick fire round. Um, so you've just got to go off impulse here, okay? Okay, yes, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> um, sand or grass? Sand. Shower or bath? Bath. <laughs> Sunrise or sunset? Oh, I know, that's a tough one for a yoga teacher, uh, isn't it? Sunrise. Coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. <laughs> right answer. Light <laughs> or shade? Light. Pink or blue? Pink. <laughs> How are you, Sunita? That's, that's the intense bit over. That's the quick fire done. Um, I am really well. I love the quick fire. It made you, yeah, I loved it. Um, yeah, no, I'm really well, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. 
Um, and yeah, we're in very interesting times. It's been a very interesting journey. Like, where are we now in this? Is it week oh. 22, 23? I don't know where we are, but how it's August, I just don't know. I know, I know. We've made but it to August. <laughs> just. <laughs> But you've been publishing some really um, uplifting and reassuring posts about your experiences, well, of initially going into lockdown and, and now with us being on the other end of it. And I was wondering if you could perhaps start by talking to us a bit about how you've been managing this next, this next lifestyle change we're all going into now. Yeah, um, so because we've been in something for quite a, a period of time now um, um it's actually i find it actually more anxious coming out of something and and the reason and i was thinking why is that i was trying to identify why what's making me feel a little bit anxious um, it's because i found this routine um and and i've settled into a routine and it feels like there's another disruption coming with my routine and that kind of is causing me a little bit of um, anxiety, I guess is probably the word. Um, and I can, I feel slightly unsettled. Um, and, um, but I, I put actually on my Instagram this week, um, which was sort of, um, when you come into a space of fear, I, I'm now going, okay, replace fear with trust and trust that whatever's going to happen is going to be okay. Because I was okay when this started. I I will be okay. Um, and I guess that's where I am is I have to just come from a space that it all will be okay and come from a space of trust. And um, And when I come from that space, it will be okay. Yeah. And what is your new routine looking like? Setting these new boundaries and parameters, I think, has been really important, particularly for people in creative industries who haven't right now got others setting those boundaries for yeah. us. How have you been? How have you been navigating your new routine? What does that look like a bit? Yeah. Um, and I think what I always do is go, what's in my control and what isn't in my control? And so I always go right what's in my control and then I can what can I control in this situation so I I do need routine that's me and it's not for everyone but I need a few things in my structure in my day that actually once I have that structure and I can feel a little bit more that I can handle stuff so a routine for me is that I've got to get some form of movement in my day and so if I go okay Tuesday and Thursday is my running morning and so I seek a few little things in my week that I've set in stone that I say are non-negotiable. And actually, I know then if I've done that stuff, I can then um, take on other things, you know, and prepares me. So um, for me, I mentally make sure that I um, look after myself, my mental well-being and also my physical well-being. Yeah. Because although we were talking, weren't we, that some yoga studios have slowly started to open up again, yeah. but you moved really quickly at the beginning of all this into working online and teaching online, yeah. so seamlessly, really. <laughs> and how have you found that new style of teaching? Okay, so Alice, the first thing I need to tell you is literally, I have, I, I am a person that does not like the camera. So before this even happened, just say last year, people were saying to me, oh, you should really think about doing online content, um, online classes. And I was like, no way, this is not my thing. Don't want to be um, on camera. I totally, is, it, it is not what I want to do. And I remember the first class I taught when we went into to lockdown um, was online and my lounge was turned upside down, Alice, because I was trying to... <laughs> Firstly, you need to know one thing about me. I'm like Monica from Friends. I'm very tidy. And so my lounge is really tidy. And then I was like, okay, I've got to put a, a, a camera on. And you don't realize how much distance you need to, so people can see your full body. And so when I, um, so this first class I taught, the whole lounge was turned upside down. So 
I created this beautiful space, green plant, yoga mat, candle. It looked like Zen. If what I could see was a table, uh, chairs on top of the table, it was an absolute mess in front of me. And I didn't have a clue about Zoom. I didn't even know. I was like, how do you mute? How? It was all uh, new stuff. Um, do you know what I did? I had to step in my space of fear. I had to get over this camera. I don't like the camera. And I just had to step into this space of, of fear. And I remember that first class I taught, Alice, I cried when everyone was in Shavasana because <laughs> the vibration, like we were vibrating on a very low frequency. You know, there was a lot of fear and the fear was like growing faster than the virus, you know? So, um, and I could feel that. And I remember just crying in when everyone was in Shavasana. Um, and I was crying a little bit because I thought, oh, I've come over my fear as well of the camera. <laughs> I was like, I've got over the fear of the camera. How do I now turn this thing off? And, and you know, um, so like, it seems like I did it seamlessly, but actually um, it took me like, a while just to get myself set up and it's interesting is what you see right and it always looks like it's seamless but behind the scenes there's a lot a lot going on um having the right space um to to teach online um and i was lucky that i did you know and so i was very grateful that i was able to film from from home um and i just had to get over my fear and I think when you can step into your fear that's when you can transform and um you know fast forward four months I actually feel like I'm very comfortable now in front of a camera um and I you know I can teach online but it wasn't easy at first it wasn't easy at first. It was, it was scary at first, you know. I was like, I've never done this before. Um, so, yeah. I think it's, it must be so different for yoga as well because it's all about the energy in the room and how yeah. to translate that over screens must be yeah. Yeah. really difficult. Yeah, because collect when you're in a studio and you're teaching face to face, you have this amazing collective energy. And I was always one that thought face to face. No, I don't want to do online that I thought, yeah, we can create this beautiful energy. And honestly, Alice, I think that you can create that energy online. And we created this amazing community online. And still to this day, we have a, a beautiful community that come together and because we created a space that felt really safe and, and nourishing. And so when people did dial into to Zoom, there's familiar faces and um, and we did create an energy online. And I, I know there were times when I was teaching online and I felt that there was something. And when I looked at the screen and I could see everyone moving, it was like magic, like literally it was beautiful. Um, and that's not something that just I created. It was every single person that come, came to the classes, came online, um, and we just created this really beautiful sort of safe space for, for, for everyone and a very healing um, space as well. Something you do in your classes is have a playlist, isn't it? Yes, but, yeah. And that yeah. was something that I think really helped that feeling when we were doing it in our kitchen. Yeah. We knew we were listening to the same music that yeah. you were listening yeah. to. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I put a lot of thought to, to the playlist and um, it, it's part of my classes that I teach. Like if you came to the studio, I love putting on the music um, and... Um, yeah, so it's really important that I sent out a playlist and that I'd always go, right, here we go, in five, in four, in three, in two, in one, the playlist is on, you know, and we did and we all hit play and then like, it's just beautiful. And then, um, yeah, and we'd all flow um, together um, and it's, yeah, it's really special. I think I did one of your mandala, have I said yes. that right? Yes, Classes. Right. yeah. And that's a practice that takes you on a beautiful journey of moving 360 degrees around your yeah. mat, opening yeah. and finding space and mm -hmm. balance within your body. I wondered yeah. if you could talk to us a bit maybe about that concept and other styles of yoga that you teach yeah. them to. 
Yeah, so I teach um, mandala and um, the word mandala in Sanskrit means circle. And so that's, you're moving in a very circular um, way um, around the mat. And um, it's a vinyasa based class. And so your vinyasa is placing movement consciously with your breath. So every time you move, the breath is moving so that you're having this one dance with your with your body. And with mandala, you you move around the mat in this circular motion. Um, and there's a lot of repetition so that you are then um, opening the body every time you go back into something that's very familiar uh, and you move around the mat and maybe it helps you shift your perspective as opposed to a traditional class which is right leg then the left leg you know and with this circular moment you you might shift your perspective but also what the thing about the practice is that we work with the elements so we work with water fire earth and air and um and we honor that honor these elements that are around us uh, that make up the universe that that we're in um so it's a very beautiful practice um and it has um parts of the practice start with yin so it's a very slow start at the beginning where you hold poses for like three to five minutes then you come into your um the movement, the vinyasa, um, and then you also end uh, with with yin. Um, and yeah, it's it's a beautiful dance. Like I literally love the practice, um, and it's quite funny because my my sister's like, I'm not sure if I'm meant to be at the front or the back, or whether I'm meant to be at the back. And I went, just as long as you're having a good time, it's okay. Don't worry about where you are on the mat, and just um, come at all these practices with a very open um, open heart, is what I say, and see what comes up for you. Um, so I teach mandala. I also teach uh, vinyasa based classes. Um, and all of my classes, Alice, I, I, my whole thing behind my classes is that if I can, if I can open like a window in one person in that class, maybe in their mind, maybe in their heart, maybe in their body, then I feel like I've done my job, you know, and I try and sprinkle each class with, with something, something, whether it's, um, um, philosophy through, from yoga, whether it's, um, simple like mantra whether it's a quote or something something that you can walk off the mat and take into your into your daily life is what I try and do and then I do slow stuff as well like the yin um, practice is beautiful it's a very quiet practice it's a very still practice um, and I I teach that which I find very healing especially if you've got a mind that's very active um, it's just nice to come into a practice that feels very still and very quiet because we don't always allow quiet to come into 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 our lives, and um, and that can come with challenges for some people, um, which is why they like the movement keeps up with the mind. Um, but yeah, Yin is beautiful, and then things like rest and restore, where you know people, uh, we where I just teach very calm chilled classes where you can stretch your body um in a very slow um and nourishing way with your breath and not moving so rapid you know so um having time to connect with your body yeah so real mix i'm a very yin and yang girl is what i would say <laughs> i love that description have you found um a practice to be more apt for this time have you found your uh your your desire have you been wanting to teach a certain type of practice to people over this time i think um as time has gone i've definitely um changed the practice and you know if, if we go back to when this all started like four months ago i i did lots of grounding practices because um I didn't want to turn people upside down because our lives were turned upside down so you know my practices were really grounding for you um, people to dive back into the body if they've been in their mind so often we sit in our head and that's it and we don't embody so initially when I first um, started online classes I was very conscious very aware of what's happening in the world and I tried to teach what I felt was right for that for that moment 
and uh, and what I felt people needed and so and as time went on then I was like "Hmm, now we're sitting down a bit too long I want to do a bit more strength stuff a bit more glute stuff and strength and glutes and then as time went on I thought "Hmm, we've got a dip here we thought we were going to come out of lockdown right I want to I want to be uplifted I want us to remind ourselves of what we're grateful for so like I'm very like aware of what's happening and I try and have an approach that then aligns with what I think people are feeling and what's happening in 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 the world and I'm really on like I'm really when I teach I'm like this is shit this is a shit situation like do you know what I mean I thought you meant you're you meant you're teaching no I was actually like uh no (laughs) no but I I'm also aware that people are struggling and I know that and so I don't want to be doing cartwheels and jumping for joy sometimes mm. because sometimes we, that's not what's needed. And sometimes it's just, just let's just move and let's just breathe. And, and that's all we can do for today. And then next week we'll do the cartwheels. <laughs> <laughs> the cartwheels. Well, I do coming. cartwheels in my classes. <laughs> love to maybe I should maybe you should <laughs> and have you had a, a key mantra that you've used in your classes over this time um always different um but always all different. the mantras that I use Alice are things that I work on with myself so as time goes goes by and um so there's many different mantras um let go is one that I use um you've got this is another one there's 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 so many and I just use different ones each each time and actually my new one which is a postcard which I've got and I'm looking at it now which is called she believes she could so she did I like that one so or I just have I'm just a mantra queen or an affirmation queen this is how I get through life is by having and also like I was listening to an amazing podcast by Jay Shetty and he's um do you know him no i don't he does a podcast which is called on purpose so that we're on purpose um on in line with what we should be doing but he talks about like we all see quotes don't we or we see mantras or we see um um affirmations that we like but he's like apply it into your day that's how it's going to work so you know this week my focus is she believed she could so she did because i've got some couple of big projects that i want to start to focus on and sometimes you have your, in yoga, we say chitta vritta, which is like um, this constant chitta chatter in your mind. And sometimes this chitta chatter doesn't serve us. And it's stuff like, I'm not good enough. I'm not going to be able to do this. And when I use my affirmations or she believes she could, so she did, I have to just repeat that. And it's like you water that seed and you repeat it, repeat it. And then you go out and do what you need to do. What's your mantra? Have you got one? My mantra. Ooh. Um, probably you've got this. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I think I have to tell myself that probably yeah. every day, particularly <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> totally. And that's the thing. I. That's what you have to do. You have to keep telling yourself. Look in the mirror and say it. You have got this. Honestly, I do it. And you might think, oh, my God, really? And I really honestly do. I honestly, honestly do. <laughs> no. The time I taught that yoga class where I cried and that the lounge was in a mess, I literally went into the bathroom and I went, you've got this. You can do this. And that's what I have to do every time I put myself in a space where I feel that I feel fearful. I have to give myself my affirmation or my words of power. <laughs> it's also it's a space that you're constantly leading isn't it as well so to remind yourself that you've got this because by you having it it means everyone else can have it totally and if you the thing is if you don't believe in yourself then no one else will believe in you so I'm always at that that space is like you can do this Sunita you you have got this you've got this under control go out there be Beyonce and do what you have to do and hold space because that's what I do I hold space and I and if I'm not in a good space how can I hold space for someone else and that's kind of why I use a lot of affirmations and mantras and stuff yeah and how was it that you found your way 
into holding that space and being a, a yoga instructor because was it 10 years ago you you did your yeah. you had to do 300 hours yeah I've done quite a bit of training initially it was 200 hours in Italy I did um a teacher training there which gave me the foundation to teach other people but can I just say when I did my teacher training even though it's called a teacher training I didn't have any intention to teach I just did it because I like yoga and I thought this will be really like a, a nice thing for for me to do and and that's what I'd say to people if you're into yoga and you want to learn more about yoga do a teacher training you don't have to teach at the end of it it's um but you kind of end up do because you find you find your voice with it so um yeah I did 200 hours it got um gave me the foundation it gave me the opportunity to teach um and then I went to I, I taught on my 200 hours for about two years which was enough because you're learning, you're growing in that space. But then after two years, I was like, oh, I want something more. And I want something, mm, what do I want? And I always wanted to, to go to India. So then I did my 300 hour in India, in um, Goa, which was uh, amazing. I felt like I found my voice when I was there. It was hard, it was intense. Um, a good sort of six weeks out there. Um, but yeah, and then when I did that is when I really, you know, when you remember, you think, oh, this is when I really kind of found my voice. That is when I found my voice to teach when I went to India. Um, and yeah, always keen to learn, always keen to grow. And it's a constant journey of study when you're when you're in this space. And, and um, I'm growing, I'm evolving as time goes by. And, and I hope that comes out in my teaching so that my students grow um uh, along with me um on this journey and was it important why was it important for you to do it in india sunita um i think because that's uh for me like that's where i associate that's where the origins of yoga came so it was really beautiful to to be able to go to india to do that my family my parents are from india so i'm very connected to um india and to to do yoga out there was was really beautiful um and actually i go kind of i try and go apart from this year i'm sure everyone had somewhere to go this year um i didn't manage to go but normally i travel every year to india and spend at least a few weeks out there and i just go to different teachers and sort of step out of my london bubble go to india get some creativity you know and um learn from different people and yeah get fueled up with creativity and come back and share all that all that mm. learning so yeah there's so many amazing teachers out there so it's really beautiful to to be um in india yeah wow um <laughs> i am dying to i yeah i it's something i've undenied with for a really long time and i think it's so um uplifting to hear you say that because I don't feel like um I don't feel like I'm good enough to go and do a training yet but I want to Alice can, Alice we need to change that I'm not good enough is what change it flip it <laughs> you're right I, I've got this you've got <laughs> this I am good enough <laughs> but do you not feel like you have to be a certain do you think you have to be a certain level before you go or do you think they really give you a good grounding and, and, and challenge you to get I mean this so this is my view so this might not be necessarily everyone's view but I would say have some form of regular practice of yoga before before you go so and some schools do say have at least two years practice that you're you know so if you've never practiced yoga no you're not don't that, I mean this is my opinion no this is useful but I would just say have some form of uh, regular practice um and then I think yeah go it's just a beautiful thing to do um you learn how to teach but actually you start to really understand yoga the whole philosophy of yoga um because the physical aspect is only one part of it so there's a whole sort of eight, there's a, a pathway and eight limbs to to yoga and the first one actually is called ahimsa which is non-harming ah. and so that you're non-harming to others but you're non-harming to yourself right so we can be harming to ourselves through the thoughts that we have i'm not good enough 
I can't do this. Um, so that is the, the first limb of, of yoga. I mean, I've literally summarized that in 10 seconds. It's a huge subject, but in, in its the most simplest form, it's like you're non-harming to. Is that where you discovered and enjoyed meditation as well? Is that something that comes with the teacher training? Yeah, yeah totally. So um, when you go on to the teacher training, you've got your physical um, practice, but uh, but you'll also have um, pranayama meditation. So when I did my 300 hours in India at 6 a.m., we would sit um, and do our pranayama breathing exercises and then we would sit in, in meditation. So that would be the first hour of, of the teacher training is, is that. And it's so important that you can sit with yourself and try and uh, focus the mind because the mind's like a my teacher said your mind's like a monkey it jumps around from thought to thought and he also was like don't feed your monkey bananas <laughs> don't feed the thoughts because it's going to take you everywhere and um and my, my mind's active you know and what I've realized um about meditation is that People think that you have to sit in this Zen cross-legged position and your mind's calm and you're just, man, it's not. Like your mind, <laughs> my mind's like going, oh, what am I going to eat? Then I've got this to do and I've got this to do. But if I can get at least 40 seconds of stillness in my mind, maybe, or something, then um, I've landed in that space. And some days it's a dream, some days it isn't. That's just the way it is. But... I would really encourage people to meditate. Um, do you meditate? No. Yeah. I because those monkeys in my mind. Yeah. I've, I've not found a way of switching them off yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm. I yeah. I think I'm too. I think I'm too scared to try it because I feel like exactly as you say, you have to be committed to sit there for an hour yeah. and switch off, and yeah. it's finding well finding the time but also finding the energy to make yourself do that yeah yeah and also like with meditation it doesn't have to be this sort of half an hour out of your day you could start with like one or two minutes if okay. what I would say one of the the apps that I love is headspace and if you're new to yoga it uh, to meditation so if you're new to meditation I would definitely encourage um, headspace because it's so brilliant and they've done it in such a simple way and really short short amount of time so, okay yeah and I think also like one of my things with meditation like people might think oh Sneeta's a yoga teacher she must meditate for an hour every morning an hour every night I don't I I generally do not because meditation also doesn't have to be you sitting there with your legs crossed in a cross it could be that you are coloring that could be your meditation ah, okay this is how I see it, Alice I see it like that because I sometimes if I um, go for a walk and I am mindful I'm moving in a way that I'm very conscious that's a me a moving meditation your yoga practice is a moving meditation so I think there's different ways that you can come into that space it doesn't always have to be sitting still that's that, I, that's really reassuring yeah that's kind of it that's where I that's my space I meditate in some days I just like to close my eyes and hold my heart like my left arm on my heart and I close my eyes and I close my eyes and it might be for two minutes and that's all that I do and that's enough for that for that day I think that sometimes we have we put all these rules around how things should be and that don't have to be be like that that meditate every day maybe it's every other day maybe it's every third day for you um do it to what feels right. And then what will happen is you'll realize the benefit or something and then you'll go, oh, okay, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to do it the next day. And then it starts to form. Initially, when you start off, if it's once a month, it's once a month. That's what I would say. That's, I'm going to set myself that goal then. Yeah. Once a month. 
meditating is like flossing isn't it a new year's resolution <laughs> i'm going to floss and i'm going to meditate and then we <laughs> never do those two things because <laughs> with flossing you can't hold your phone and instagram at the same time and we're meditating you can't hold your phone so um <laughs> We end up doing neither. Neither. But that's okay. You don't have to do this stuff. It's okay. Find something else that that lifts you up is what I would say that brings a little bit of calm in your day. And that's that leads nicely on to the next thing I wanted to talk mm-hmm. to you about, Sunita, that mm-hmm. I think a lot of people come to yoga for a time of self-reflection and discovery, but community plays a big part in your teaching and practice. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if you could talk to us a bit about how you generate or use yoga to create this sense of community oh that's a really good question Alice how do I do that how do we do that um god how do I answer that question I just for me I just try and be myself and I'm if if I be my authentic self who I am I feel like I will then get drawn to draw this is not no this is a wrong thing but what I'm trying to say I'm going to just say how it is and then you can edit it and then just see is what I'm just saying is like if you're just yourself you can't go wrong with that and people will just come because I am myself and I'm not going to dress that up in 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 any way like it's like this is who I am I'm dealing with the same stuff maybe that you other people are dealing with my own limiting beliefs um lock-ins insecurities of my own job and like I just try to to be myself and I think when you're yourself and authentic to who you are then you you start to draw people to you and then you start to create communities and I really hope that like in my classes was what I do is I really hope that every single person feels in like they are part of the community that they feel empowered that they feel that they are I try and be really inclusive in my classes and make everyone feel like they um, are welcome and I think when you do that you start to create a space for people and they're like oh I feel safe here because I can be myself Sunita's herself so I can be myself and that's what I hope that I create in in my classes um sometimes I don't get it right because I'm just a human right and so um but that's to me I never thought I could create an online community last this time last year if you said to me can you create online communities I'd be like I don't think so but we have we've done it what is it's amazing what uh what we've achieved and what we've all done in 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 this lockdown and um some of the creative things that I've seen um and communities coming together is so important um because that's what we like is human connection and that was what was taken away from us to you know stay at home and so and we lost connection with family, with friends, and that's hard. And so then we try to create communities online with people maybe that you've not met, but you had one thing in common, and that was that you liked yoga and you knew me. And then we all got together and, you know, and and, and that's for me was, I never thought that would, would be possible, but um, it definitely feel that we've created I put it in my newsletter I called it a love bubble (laughs) I'm just like oh my god this is like one big love bubble like it's so lovely and um connecting with people that I would never Alice I would never have you would never probably have come to my class exactly yeah yeah you know new new networks and new networks new people and my sisters that are based in in um Birmingham come to my classes I've never been so connected with them like they've hardly ever seen me teach and so they come to all my classes online and I see them yeah it's really cute and then I see my little niece five-year-old um trying to get in while mommy's doing her yoga and my sister's like no this is my time (laughs) I think there's been a lot of that hasn't there I've seen a lot of children clambering on the back of their downward dog parent yeah but also Alice I would never have met people's children I would never have met people's pets 
And so all these little things keep bringing us together, like more and more, we like starting to, to get to know each other. And I've made connections online that I probably wouldn't have made face to face. And that there's definitely, there's definitely lots of good things that have come out. I know the stuff that, that has, is not good, but there's definitely things that I would say have been um, a silver lining in, the, in this situation that we're in. Sure. And you did an amazing um, Got Your Shit Together video, which I feel oh, like yeah. feeds into you. <laughs> no, but it feeds into you talking about this authenticity and mm. you putting yourself out there saying, you know, my Instagram feed may look like this and my lifestyle yeah. may look like that. But actually, I've got all the shit going on that you have too. And was yes. that something really important for you to do? Because I think there's a responsibility, isn't there, yeah. being an influencer and a, and a pressure that comes with yeah. that as well. And I think recognising yeah, that. Definitely. I think so. And I, you know, like we all know that Instagram <laughs> is it's just what it's sort of like the best bits of, of, of your life. And, you know, we do use that tool and I am trying to use it in a, in a very honest way so that actually it, I'm, I don't want to be like my life isn't always perfect like I can show on Instagram and so I I was like it's not always positive it's not always you know I could say the mantra 10 times and it's not worked I'm still feeling a bit blue about something and um yeah that video I just wanted to to say to people like um I did lose my shit as well in this situation you know and and it's been like it's been a roller coaster of a ride with highs and lows and um yeah you just have to go with it don't you and in terms of going with it you're you have a page that's filled with gorgeous quotes from Gandhi to Piglet <laughs> I was wondering if you had uh, been reading lots in this time and whether there was anything particularly delicious you'd been enjoying and you wanted to share with our listeners um because um, I I listen to podcasts um and so I have been there's so many people that inspire me um Oprah I like love Oprah she um I remember I put on one of her podcasts and she talks about how can you serve and that's kind of like uh, how can I serve when you wake up um, she, she's really inspiring I mean literally there's uh, so many things that she says that always resonate with me and always inspire me so she's one Jay Shetty is amazing um, his podcast I listen to Deepak Chopra I love Deepak Chopra he's he's an uh, amazing um, person um books i've been listening more to podcasts than books actually yeah just which took me by surprise melissa ambrosini is another one have you heard of her no she's, i haven't heard of that one. she's done a book called um um how to um something about your mean girl so she's all about sort of basically uh be be everything inside of you um you have you have the power and you can achieve whatever you want to you know so um you and georgie can achieve your vision whatever you want as long as you believe it you know um and uh, you can you can achieve what you want so i think i'm so i love anyone that just empowers every single cell in my body and then i try and empower other people um in through through my teaching by reading or listening to to books and podcasts and stuff and when you're stuck for ideas or energy Sunita yeah. what is it that motivates and reignites you um I think um when I'm stuck for ideas I I definitely have to take a step away from yoga because that's my job like I, it's mm. my, I turned a passion into my job so I I, I'm like right it's a day of no yoga and I do something completely different so it might be that I will go to a bar class it might be that I go to a Pilates class um, something just different from from what I do to get some inspiration my my big for me what I realize what I need to do is be outdoors 
and the walk is so important for me um, to be in nature to um, so I uh, yeah just walking or running and they're all things actually that then lift my mood lift my energy then I can come back into a space of being um, creative definitely yeah thank you so much for sharing those mm-hmm. And I can't let you go. It's the final question we ask yes. everyone without asking about a person who inspires you and someone you look to for uh, guidance in a moment of calm or chaos. Who is, who is your guiding light? Oh, that's a very good question. Who is my guiding light? Um, I'd probably say it's my sister's. There, so just so you know, I'm one of six. One of six. <laughs> one of six, and there is five girls in total, and we're very, very, um, very close together as a as um, siblings, and we're close to my brother. Um, but <laughs> I, I, if I'm stuck, or I need some real like. What do you think? I I get drawn to to my siblings, my sisters, and um, yeah they're very honest and open and will tell me yes good no that's not going to happen <laughs> it's just they're just so honest aren't they siblings <laughs> you need them you need yeah, them yeah, for yeah. that you need them yeah um so yeah that's probably what I would say along with various other sort of um influence out there like I've already mentioned Deepak Chopra Oprah um Melissa Ambrosini um yeah Oh, Russell Brand as well. I really like him. Do you love Russell Brand? I like him. I think I he can go off on a tangent, but if you actually unpick some of the stuff he, he says, there's some good stuff there that actually really resonates. So, yeah. His, what's his podcast called? Um, I've forgotten. Oh, me too. Do I you know, know what? I'll put a link in our show notes to it when I've had Google help me remember. It's annoying because I... On skin, off skin. Oh, off skin. That's it. Is it? Off skin, no, on skin. Something to do with skin. Skin. <laughs> Sunita, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been such a treat to have you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's literally been. I. By the way, can I just say this is my something new. That was the first time I've done a podcast. So thank you so much for having me. It was such a such a, a treat to, to to chat to you guys. And you can, listeners can find um, all of Sunita's online classes and more at her website, sunitadeviyoga.co.uk. And we will put a link to that in our show notes and on our Instagram.